Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Let's travel to Dubai for our next Let's segment. Uh, lots of folks are getting out and about traveling, and that is one of the locations that I know personally a lot of friends have been to in recent months. Uh, joining us now is Rashid Al-Arha, the country manager for Singapore and Brunei for Emirates Air. And uh, Rashid, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank, thank you, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good morning. Very good, thanks. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. Uh, It's a nice, cool morning, cool, rainy morning. Good morning to stay inside and listen to the radio, we hope, for lots of folks out there. Uh, Rashid, uh, why don't we start first with, give us an overview. What's happening in Dubai? I know a lot of folks have been traveling there in the last couple of months uh, as we've all been revenge traveling and getting out. Uh, What's uh, what's the status of tourism uh, there in the Emirates? Um. Dubai has been uh, booming actually um, since uh, Expo 2020 concluded in March this year. Uh, I think the momentum uh, kept on going and with the border uh, restrictions uh, eased uh, and uh, basically uh, Dubai opening its doors to tourism again, uh, the numbers have boomed. Uh, So from January until September, uh, Dubai had received over 10 million visitors which is almost fourfold uh, of what we've received for the same period last year. Wow. So uh, there's a lot uh, for, um, uh, you know, uh, Dubai visitors to see and look forward to in the city. Uh, many attractions, you know, the Burj Khalifa. Uh, we have the new Museum of the Future, which has come up in February this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a marvelous architectural uh, masterpiece. You were talking about the architecture in, in Washington D.C. Yeah, I think there's a lot to buy uh, for you to enjoy. Um, there's also a focus on the outdoors, uh, especially that this time of the year um, is is uh, the weather is great. Uh, we call it the winter, but it's uh, it's like spring weather. Mm. So uh, you know, you're just um, uh, you know a few minutes away from the desert, from the beaches. Um, uh, we organize uh, desert safaris over there for people who uh, are visiting Dubai for the first time. Um, there are also sites in Ras Al Khaimah and the eastern uh, uh, Emirates uh, where, uh, if, if you like glamping, if you like, uh, you know, uh, rock climbing. Oh yeah, because you can get out uh, into the desert and, and really get that experience out in the wadis and, and, and different things, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And Rashid, you are the country manager for Emirates, uh, for Singapore and Brunei. What numbers or trends are you seeing out of Singapore with regards to Emirates and travel to that part of the world? We, we, uh, we, it's safe to say that uh, Singapore has restored uh, almost uh, to the pre-pandemic levels in terms of passenger numbers, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, Changi Airport is, wow. yeah, uh, I believe Changi Airport is at almost 60% of its capacity. Uh, we are operating three daily flights. Uh, as of the 30th of October, we've introduced our third daily. Huh. Uh, we're also um, currently operating one A380 from the three flights, and we're going up to two A380s in December. Holy so cow. these are old signs. <laughs> yeah, uh, these are old signs of great recovery that Singapore has 
witnessed um, since the border uh, reopening. Hmm. Um, Rashid, if I can just ask you, uh, on, on that great boom that, that you're noticing into the Emirates, is that are those uh, visitors who are, who are going and staying in the Emirates or are they passing through going to Europe or going elsewhere? And I know obviously uh, Dubai is a huge transit point for a lot of folks. Uh, there's a huge uh, increase in the Dubai passenger numbers. However, given uh, the model that Emirates uh, follows uh, in the world, we follow the hub and spoke model. So mm -hmm. our main aim is to, to connect people uh, through Dubai to the rest of the world. Nice. Uh, Dubai remains uh, our top destination out of Singapore. So this, uh, this hopefully answers your question. Yeah. Uh, but also um, destinations in Europe and the U.S., uh, we're also seeing passengers going to new places, you know, uh, such as North Africa, Casablanca. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, traffic to Angola. Um, and it's it's the different segments in the market that's being activated. And the pent-up demand, I believe, uh, not only for Emirates, but for all carriers operating into uh, Singapore has been great. And, and Rashid, I'm guessing the data for this will probably be anecdotal, but are you seeing more business flights or tourism flights or combination of the two? How is it shaping up? But, uh, uh, Singapore traditionally has given us um, uh, a good portion from every segment. Uh, so uh, we see uh, business travel coming back and this uh, is translated through uh, corporate travel, which we uh, can track and, and see. Um, but we also see um, uh, a return for group travel, uh, which are uh, the tours operated by or organized by the tour operators. Um, we see a lot of leisure uh, happening, definitely, and uh, premium uh, leisure in specific. Um, uh, and we, the numbers specifically in the premium cabins have been uh, phenomenal. So... Um, it's, we are we're basically seeing growth from all of the segments in the market. No, oh, that's great. Uh, we are speaking with yeah. Rashid Al Ardha, the country manager for Singapore and Brunei with Emirates Airlines. Uh, Rashid, I remember years and years ago, it's probably maybe 10 years ago or more that I uh, flew to Dubai on a business trip on Emirates. Yeah. And I was so impressed because, first of all, the, I was flying economy class, which, you know, I can't, uh, I couldn't afford to fly anything out more than that. But the economy class was so comfortable and the in-flight systems were amazing. Very good. And in those days, and I'm sure you do now, you had you had the cameras both in the front and looking down, uh, you know, for, for takeoff and landing and whatever. And I just remember it. At that moment, that was one of the early, uh, I think, airlines in this region that was do were doing the cameras forward-facing and downward-facing. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really fun. Um, you know, it's a fun way to pass the time. Of course, many airlines do that now. But when you look at what's happening with Emirates and your, your in-flight uh, entertainment and things like that, are there changes around that recently? Would there be new experiences that people haven't had if they haven't flown during the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, our ICE entertainment system, which is uh, the best in the sky today, uh, offers over 5,000 channels uh, to the passengers in all cabins. 5,000? Uh, five, five, you you yes. did say 5,000. 5,000. 5,000 yeah. channels? 5,000 and, and multiple languages. So it, it, uh, you will find shows in uh, the different dialects of uh, India, for example, Chinese, um, uh, obviously English, Arabic, uh, and wow. many other languages. Um, uh, the, the, 
ICE system in itself, uh, the the content that you see is always the uh, newest movies uh, that are uh, out there. Uh, there are, uh, you know, radio shows. Uh, there are TV series. Um, so there's a lot to see. And uh, just to add to uh, what you've mentioned er earlier about the cameras, uh, we've also added a camera on the uh, tail, so you can see a uh, bird bird view from uh, the aircraft you're on. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I think there's uh, there's uh, there's a lot that we uh, offer not only for premium because we focus. Uh, on all our passengers and the comfort in all cabins and to make sure that you uh, get the value uh, that you're expecting with Emirates mm -hmm. and uh, that you're paying for. Yeah, I, I concur completely about the in-flight entertainment on Emirates. Yeah. I, I'm not, no one's paying me to say this, but I've always believed <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been very cutting edge. Yeah. Rashid, I must tell you this, it's just occurred to me, my mother has only ever flown business class once and it was on Emirates. <coughs> she was flying to see me and she got upgraded and she was calling me, uh, messaging me from the plane saying, I've got a tablecloth, I've got a tablecloth, <laughs> Neil, I've got a tablecloth. And so Emirates in our house is known as Tablecloth Airlines because she <laughs> Never and, and I've never flown business class. She's the only person in our family to fly business class, and it was on Emirates. I've never forgot that. Tablecloth Airlines. Boy, don't get her started on the salt and pepper shakers. Oh, huh? well, she stole most of them. No, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. But I'll bring it back to a serious question, which is my mother still talks about it. You know, the consumer experience is so important. How has that changed or evolved post-COVID? What are you seeing that travelers like my mother mm. are looking for and asking for now? Now, just to highlight something that we've just embarked on, um, we are retrofitting 120 of our uh, over 260 aircraft fleet. Um, to It's a $2 billion US dollar project. Uh, it'll take a year and a half to complete. Um, we are uh, upgrading uh, these aircraft with the latest uh, premium economy that we've introduced recently. Mm. Um, uh, the the in-flight dining experience, the cabins themselves, the seats are all going to be upgraded. It's the biggest uh, retrofit project any airline has ever embarked on. Wow. Um, and given we're the largest international airline in the world, uh, this is uh, absolutely important for us because uh, the focus, the, our customer-centric um, uh, focus, is uh, uh, is, is the uh, basically most important uh, thing for us. So, uh, upgrading the in-flight <coughs> experience is uh, crucial. So we mm. uh, made sure that uh, we are ahead of the game uh, and. Um, we're anticipating what the uh, what our customers may uh, may want in the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rashid. Uh, uh, sorry, if I can just jump in. I know that the premium economy is now being preferred by many business travelers because companies will not always let them fly business class because of co corporate policies around cost and all that. Especially yeah. post-COVID. Especially post-COVID, right? But but many will allow, especially in the region, uh, economy or premium economy. And is is that part yeah. of the this, this shift to upgrade that you 
are are doing now with your premium economy, looking more toward that business consumer. I know my family and I were, you know, we we will sometimes opt for premium economy if it's a long haul flight, just for the comfort factor. When we couldn't afford to put the whole family in business class, right? So what's what, what's the thinking around why this changes this multi billion dollar change is and upgrade is so important? Uh, I believe it's. Um, uh it's a question that's been posed to, to Emirates for years since other airlines started introducing this product. And we uh, believe it was a segment in the market that needed to, to be addressed. Um, and uh, when we uh, decided to do it, we decided to do it right. Um, meaning we placed, we created a product that is uh, right in the middle. Uh, between the two experiences of the economy class cabin and the mm. business class cabin. And to be honest, uh, the, the, me being a, a loyal employee and a lover uh, of the Emirates product, um, I, I would uh, say as a fan that the product in uh, premium economy is closer uh, to business than it is to economy. Uh, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike most of huh. the products that you will see in the market, we have diamond stitched seats uh, and leather, uh, the seat pitches, the recline, the leg, uh, the leg room, the size of the screen, uh, your tray table, uh, you have a cocktail uh, side table. Uh, the, the product that we, when we decided to, to offer this product uh, in the market, uh, the product itself is, is, uh, is a great product. And I think by far, uh, you know, uh, excels uh, versus all other uh, premium economy products that are offered today. Sounds um, comfortable. So just to, it is, I've, I've tr- I haven't flown uh, uh, on a premium economy flight yet. However, I've tried the seat. I've, I've had the yeah. chance uh, and I, can, can we get some of those in the stu- can we get some of those in the studio here, Rashid? Because these these stools <laughs> yeah. that we're on are so uncomfortable. Rashid, we're more than happy. We're more than happy to record <laughs> the show from your premium economy seats. We can work something out as long as I get a tablecloth to keep my mother happy. I must get the tablecloth, yeah, Rashid. Like a great, right? that's a great idea. Actually, maybe we can do something like this when there we you go. Bring it here to Singapore. I, I, I think just just having the studio sponsored by Emirates and just get the chairs in here alone. Yeah. I would be I would be satisfied with that. I'm looking at some of the pictures online. My mother would expect nothing less. She's a yeah. bus- she's a business class traveler on Emirates. She expects nothing less on tablecloth airlines. But just moving ahead, Rashi, just moving ahead. So you're bringing more of these premium economy seats. I think it's a wonderful initiative. I agree with Glenn's point. Post-COVID, I think more business travelers will be using that option. What other changes do you foresee in the in the travel aviation industry in the next 12 months? post as we step out hopefully from covid uh, i i believe the the uh, the travel will continue to go strong uh, because all of the indicators that we see today uh, tell us that uh, the numbers are great um, uh, but we also see some uh, new consumer trends uh, uh, people are uh, traveling longer distances they're new they're going to new places, mm. uh, they're spending more, uh, obviously, with the fuel prices, uh, you know, going up uh, drastically and ticket prices as a result also increasing with the um, uh, high uh, load factors, which automatically will give you higher um, uh, prices on, on flights. Uh, we still see extremely strong demand, which is a great indicator for us. 
Um, there's also um, uh, interest in, in uh, you know, sustainability that has uh, yeah. that came as a result of, of COVID and passengers wanting to fly uh, more sustainable airlines, greener airlines. Uh, so uh, there are many uh, initiatives that Embers has embarked on. Uh, we haven't uh, uh, announced any commitment um, officially uh, on on car- carbon net zero uh, because uh, we we are embarking on uh, initiatives of trying SAF, but we want to be a hundred percent sure that this is uh, achievable before we commit yeah. uh, to anything like this. Well, those so are, we know those are important uh, positions to take these days, everybody, you know, especially the airline industry. Uh, Rashid, we do have to leave it there, but uh, just briefly, when when will the uh, new premium economy seats be available uh, from Singapore to, to uh, Dubai? If everything goes uh, as per plan, 1st of March 23, Singapore will receive the uh, first uh, premium economy uh, aircraft, uh, which is going to be an A380. Uh, we have 50 seat, uh, 56 seats on board. Wow, uh, the formation is a 242 uh, formation, which is, uh, I think, a passenger uh, favorite uh, for these mm. cabins. Mm. Um, uh, and so just to highlight that Singapore is one of the first uh, destinations to receive this. We're operating it currently to London Heathrow, uh, Sydney, and Paris. Uh, New York, JFK is getting it. San Francisco is getting it. Um, Melbourne, uh, uh, Auckland, and Singapore are getting it next. So uh, this will all um, uh, take place from December until March uh, next year. Wonderful. So we'll see you in the first week of March when Glenn and I will record the show <laughs> from the cabin Absolutely. with my I'll mother sitting at the next table with her table. Uh, uh, we'd love to meet her. We'd love to meet her. Really. All right. Rashid, uh, Rashid Al-Ardha, the country manager for Singapore and Brunei at Emirates. Appreciate your time today. Good luck with the new uh, premium economy and, and all the other tourists heading up to Dubai. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.